Welcome to Talk Around Riyadh, the Wheel of Time Showcast Bonus Content Edition. I am your host, Joe Perry, here with my co-host, Jen Isgro and Tom Kokoza. How are you doing tonight, Jen? I'm doing good. I'm excited to uh, record this bonus content. It's a great scene. I am too. And how are you doing, Tom? I feel I'm pulling double duty tonight, so I'm feeling mildly put upon. But I guess it's appropriate for considering the scene that we're about to do. Okay, that's a good point. And we have a special guest. Sarah Perry, the lovely and beautiful. How are you doing tonight, Sarah? Okay. You sound very excited to be doing this. I sound nervous. I may stutter. That's okay. You, you should <laughs> trust me. We're gonna. I'm gonna have to go back like 20 times. Like we're gonna have to stop, and I'm gonna have to restart a lot of times. So don't worry about it. This is not live. I'm going to edit it. So if you need to stop and go back, that's fine because I'm gonna do that for sure. Yeah, Jen and Tom are the ones who don't need to do that. But. <laughs> I'll probably need to do that to. I rehearsed this the first time that we were going to record, and then I didn't realize until like a couple hours beforehand that we weren't doing it, and I haven't looked at it since. So, well, well so. that's better than I because I have not rehearsed this at all, Tom. So Neither I'm, have I. I'm okay, doing this right. reading cold. Yes. <laughs> I guess if you can say for a book that I probably read about five times, but if it makes you feel better, I'm having a mild panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. so what are we doing today so for bonus content this time we are going to be doing a reading of a scene in chapter eight of the great hunt the chapter is the dragon reborn and this is the scene where rand meets swan sanche the armorland seat you all know this scene it's a great scene there's a lot of great there's a lot of great exposition in this scene, and there's a lot of good uh, playoff. This is one of the scenes I'm looking forward to in the TV show that I hope they do this scene semi word for word from from the actual scene in the book because it's got a lot of great stuff in it. You hope they do it nearly, nearly as great as we're about to do it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell hope so. <laughs> We've got Tom pulling double duty as Rand and Varen. I just want to say. This was against my vote. <laughs> I've been trying for quite some time to convince them to get anyone else to play Varen. <laughs> but that's all right. Jen is going to play Swan Sanche, the Amarlin. Sarah will be playing Moraine. And I, unfortunately, will be your narrator for the evening. So before we get into this, Sarah, you've never read the books. You have no idea what's going on here. You literally just read this like an hour ago. Do you have any I'm not going to lie. I didn't even fully read it. I just skimmed and looked for anywhere that said Moraine. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Is there any information we could provide to you that might help you in your reading of this scene? Just, I guess, what's her personality like? Does someone here want to answer that? Give her some tips on how to play Moraine. Um, she's very cool. She's kind calm. of like, calm. Yes, that's what I meant. Cool, calm, not like cool Fonzie. Mm-hmm. Although she is... She is cool that way too. I hey, <laughs> yeah, she, she's. This is um like her basically her life's work kind of coming to a I don't want to say coming to a head, but she's been uh, searching for him for basically the last twenty years, and now is kind of bringing him back and revealing to him who he is. I want to mention too that uh, Swan Sacha the Amarlin, she's like the head of the Aes Sedai, so she's like in charge of all the. The female magic users. So that's why everyone's calling her mother? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's the head. She's like the president. So um, when I have to say the word mother, should I say it nicely? Every time I see that, it just yeah. makes me want to go, mother. No, yeah. I'm no, gonna, they're, well, friends, they're, they're like best friends. Yeah, I'm gonna give that's why I want to <laughs> okay. give this his background. So so and Moraine is one of the Aes Sedai, but Moraine and Swan 
were friends when they first became Aes Sedai. And um, they found out that the dragon, you know, the one who's going to save or destroy the world was born. And they made it, the two of them made it their life's work to find the dragon and make sure that the dragon is able to fight the Dark One. Okay. Um, and win the last battle. But they've been keeping this a secret. Nobody else knows that the two of them are like on this mission, just Moraine and Swan. And somebody who just found out yeah. right before the scene. But she still doesn't really know like the whole backstory. No, she of doesn't Maureen know that Swan. there's like conspiracies. They, they, she just knows. She thinks that Maureen found him. That's it. Yes. She right? doesn't know of the relationship that, that goes back because although Swan and Maureen were like best friends, once they became Aes Sedai and they went on this mission together, they've distanced themselves from each other and do not show, you know, their whole plans like secret. And their relationship. So they distance themselves from a matter of safety. Yes. Okay. So their whole plan is secret. And Swan wound up becoming the head of the of the Aes Sedai. So yeah, when you say mother, when they say mother, it's like she's the Pope. Yes. Your Highness, almost like yeah. 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 Is that is that kind of uh but yeah, and Swan is like a master. She's like uh well, you don't watch the Marvel movie, she's like a master spy. So like everything is plots and plans on top of on top of plots and plans. Pots and pants. Pots and pants and plots and plans. Pots and pants and plots and plans. All right. <laughs> so this is basically a scene where Rand, who is the Dragon Reborn, sheep herder, country bumpkin, who is now being brought before like the most powerful woman in, or person, I should say, in the entire world. Yeah. There's been a book of Moraine and him knowing each other. Moraine kind of like leading him, protecting him, manipulating him, all this kind of like this royal of stuff because Moraine didn't know when she met him that he was the one, but she figured it out, right? Yeah, some of these words are weird. Just pronunciations. Don't feel bad. I I know some of them just from hearing you guys talk. See, Joe's loudness paid off. Oh, that's the Carithian <laughs> cycle or Carithian cycle. Depends on, I don't know how you want Amerlin. to pronounce it. <laughs> saying that right or Amerlin um, Amerlin whatever yeah. either way Amerlin is or fine. Amerlin you can say that from New we'll accept that all right so any more questions before we start and feel free if we if you need to stop and ask a question we're 100% okay with that yeah that's good <laughs> what's going on I I only know word pronunciations from listening to a few episodes of the podcast and everything Jen says sticks with me only a few episodes of the podcast what <laughs> well, I hear most of I'm it only. through the door. That's I don't. Um, no, I mean, I don't think there's any other words. I okay. Well, you guys ready? We'll you, see what happens. You all ready to get into this? Yeah, let's go. All for right, it. here we go. The Great Hunt, Chapter Eight: The Dragon Reborn. Moraine sat to one side of the room, and one of the brown eyes to die he had seen in the dungeon sat to the other. But it was the woman in the tall chair behind the wide table who held his eyes. The curtains had been partially drawn over the arrow slits, but the gaps let in enough light behind her to make her face hard to see clearly. He still recognized her, though, the Amerlin seat. Quickly, he dropped to one knee, left hand on sword hilt, right fist pressed to the patterned rug, and he bowed his head. As you have summoned me, mother, so have I come. I stand ready. He lifted his head in time to see her eyebrows rise. Do you now, boy? She sounded almost amused, and something else he could not make out. She certainly did not look amused. Stand up, boy, and let me have a look at you. He straightened and tried to keep his face relaxed. It was an effort not to clench his hands. Three eyes to die. How many does it take to gentle a man? They sent a dozen or more after Loghain. Would Maureen do that to me? He met the Armelin seats look eye to eye. She did not blink. Sit, boy, she said finally, gesturing to a louder-backed chair that had been pulled around squarely in front of the table. 
This will not be short, I fear. Thank you, Mother. He bowed his head. Then, as Lan had told him, he glanced at the chair and touched his sword. By your leave, Mother. I will stand. Arch is not done. The Armalin seat made an exasperated sound and looked at Moraine. Have you let Lan at him, daughter? This will be difficult enough without him picking up warder ways. Lan has been teaching all the boys, Mother. Moraine replied calmly. He has spent a little more time with this one than the others, because he carries a sword. The brown eyes that I shifted on her chair. The guided are stiff-necked and proud, Mother, but useful. I would not be without Tomas. You would not lose Alric. I have even heard a few reds say that sometimes they wish for a warder. And the greens, of course, you know. The three Aes Sedai were all ignoring him now. Sword. The Amelin seat said. It appears to be a Heronmark blade. How did he come by that, Moraine? Tamalthor left the two rivers as a boy, mother. He joined the army of Ilion and served in the White Cloak War and the last two wars with Tyr. In time, he rose to be a blade master and the second captain of the Companions. After the Aiel War, Tamalthor returned to the two rivers with a wife from Camelin and an infant boy. It would have saved much had I known this earlier, but I know it now. Rand stared at Maureen. He knew Tam had left the two rivers and come back with an outlander wife with the sword. The rest... Where did you learn all that? Not this field. Unless Nynaeve told you more than she's ever told me. An infant boy? She doesn't say his son, but I am. Against Tyr. The Armelin seat frowned slightly. Well, there was blame enough on both sides in those wars. Fool men who would rather fight than talk. Can you tell if the blade is authentic, Varen? There are tests, mother. Then take it and test it, daughter. The three women were not even looking at him. Rand stepped back, gripping the hilt hard. My father gave the sword to me, he said angrily. Nobody is taking it from me. It was only then that he realized Varen had not moved from her chair. He looked at them in confusion, trying to recover his equilibrium. So, the Amarlin seat said, You have some fire in you besides whatever Lan put in. Good. You will need it. I am what I am, mother. He managed smoothly enough. Stand ready for what comes. The Armalin seat grimaced. Lan has been at you. Listen to me, boy. In a few hours, Ingtar will leave to find the stolen horn. Your friend Matt will go with him. I expect that your other friend, Perrin, will go also. Do you wish to accompany them? Matt and Perrin are going. Why? Belatedly, he remembered to add a respectful mother. You know of the dagger your friend carried? A twist of her mouth showed what she thought of the dagger. That was taken too. Unless it is found, the link between him and the blade cannot be broken completely, and he will die. You can ride with them if you want. Or you can stay here. No doubt Lord Agamar will let you remain as a guest as long as you wish. I will be leaving today as well. Moraine Sedai will accompany me. And so will Egwene and Nynaeve, so you will stay alone if you stay. The choice is yours. Rand stared at her. She is saying I can go as I want? Is that what she brought me here for? Matt is dying. He glanced at Moraine, sitting impassively with her hands folded in her lap. She looked as if nothing in the world could concern her less than where he went. Which way are you trying to push me, Aes Sedai? Burn me, I'll go another. But if Matt's dying, I can't abandon him. Light, how are we going to find that dagger? You did not have to make the choice now, the Amberlin said. She did not seem to care either. But you will have to choose before Ingtar leaves. I will ride with Ingtar, mother. The Amberlin's seat nodded absently. Now that that is dealt with, we can move on to important matters. I know you can channel, boy. What do you know? Rand's mouth fell open. Caught up in worrying about Matt, or casual words hit him like a swinging barn door. All of Lan's advice and instruction went spinning. He stared at her, licking his lips. It was one thing to think she knew, entirely another to find out she really did. 
Sweat finally seeped out of his forehead. She leaned forward in her seat, waiting for his answer. But he had the feeling she wanted to lean back. He remembered what Lan had said. If she's afraid of you, he wanted to laugh. If she was afraid of him. No, I can't. I, I mean, I didn't do it on purpose. It just happened. I don't want to, to channel the power. I won't ever do it again. I swear it. You don't want to, the Armalin seat said. Well, that's wise of you, and foolish too. Some can be taught to channel, most cannot. A few, though, have the seed in them at birth. Sooner or later they wield the young one power whether they want to or not, as surely as Roe makes fish. You will continue to channel, boy. You can't help it, and you had better learn to channel. Learn to control it, or you will not live long enough to go mad. The one power kills those who cannot control its flow. How am I supposed to learn? He demanded. Moraine and Varen just sat there and ruffled, watching him. Like spiders. How? Moraine claims she can't teach me anything. And I don't know how to learn, or what. I don't want to, anyway. I want to stop. Can't you understand that? To stop! I told you the truth, Rand. Moraine said. She sounded as if she were having a pleasant conversation. Those who could teach you, the male Aes Sedai, are 3,000 years dead. No Aes Sedai living can teach you to touch side in any more than you could learn to touch side up. A bird cannot teach a fish to fly, nor a fish teach a bird to swim. I have always thought that was a bad saying, Varen said suddenly. There are birds that dive and swim, and in the sea of storms there are fish that fly, with long fins that stretch out as wide as your outstretched arms, and beaks like swords that can pierce. Her words trailed off as she became flustered. Moraine and the Armalin were staring at her without expression. Rand took the interruption to try to regain some control of himself. As Tam had taught him long ago, he formed a single flame in his mind and fed his fears into it, seeking emptiness, the stillness of the void. The flame seemed to grow until it enveloped everything, until it was too large to contain or imagine any longer. With that, it was gone, leaving in its place a sense of peace. At its edges, emotion still flickered, fear and anger like black blotches. The void held. Thought skimmed across the surface like pebbles across ice. The Aes Sedai's attention was only off him for a moment, but when they turned back, his face was calm. Why are you talking to me like this, mother? He asked. You should be gentle in me. The Amelin seat frowned and turned to Moraine. Did Lan teach him this? No, mother. He had it from Tam Althor. Why? Rand demanded again. The Amelin seat looked him straight in the eye and said, Because you are the dragon reborn. The void rocked. The world rocked. Everything seemed to spin around him, concentrated on nothing, and the emptiness returned. The world steadied. No, mother, I, I can channel the light, help me. But I'm not Raylan Darkspain, who are Amalasan, the Yorian Stonebow. You think you can gentle me, kill me, or let me go, but I will not be a tame false dragon on a Torvalon leash. He heard Varen gasp, and the Amelin's eyes widened, a gaze as hard as blue rock. It did not affect him. It slid off the void within. Where did you hear those names? The Amelin demanded. Who told you Tarvalon pulls the lines on any false dragon? Friend, mother, he said. Gleban. His name was Tom Merrillan. He's dead now. Moraine made a sound and he glanced at her. She claimed Tom was not dead, but she had never offered any proof, and he could not see how any man could survive grappling hand to hand with a fade. The thought was extraneous and it faded away. There was only the void and the oneness now. You are not a false dragon. The Amelin said firmly. You are the true dragon reborn. I am a shepherd from the two rivers, mother. Daughter, tell him the story. A true story, boy. Listen well. Moiraine began speaking. 
Rand kept his eyes on the omelette's face, but he heard. Nearly twenty years ago, the Aiel crossed the spine of the world, the Dragon Wall, the only time they have ever done so. They ravaged through Kyrian, destroyed every army sent against them, burned the city of Kyrian itself, and fought all the way to Tarvalon. It was winter and snowing, but cold or heat mean little to an Aiel. The final battle, the last that counted, was fought outside the Shining Walls in the shadow of Dragonmount. In three days and three nights of fighting, the Aiel would turn back. Or rather, they turned back, for they had done what they came to do, which was to kill Laman of Kyrian for his sin against the tree. It is then that my story begins, and yours. They came over the Dragon Wall like a flood, all the way to the Shining Walls. Rand waited for the memories to fade, but it was Tam's voice he heard. Tam, sick and raving, pulling up secrets from his past. The voice clung outside the void, clamored to get in. I was one of the accepted them, Moraine said. As was our mother, the Amarlin Seat. We were soon to be raised to sisterhood, and that night we stood attendance to the then Amarlin. Her keeper of the chronicles, Yatara Moroso, was there. Every other full sister in Tarvalon was out healing as many wounded as she could find, even the Reds. It was dawn. The fire on the hearth could not keep the cold out. The snow had finally stopped, and in the Armelin's chamber in the White Tower, we could smell the smoke of outlying villages burned in the fighting. Battles were always hot, even in the snow. Had to get away from the stink of death. Tam's delirious voice clawed at the empty calm inside Ran. The void trembled and shrank, steady, then wavered again. The Amelin's eyes boarded. He felt sweat on his face again. It was all a fever dream, he said. He was sick. He raised his voice. My name is Rand Althor. I am a shepherd. My father is Tam Althor, and my mother was... Lorraine had paused for him. But now our unchanging voice cut him off, soft and restless. Mm-mm-mm. Soft and relentless. Oh, Maybe. relentless, sorry. What is that? That word is <laughs> the Corythan. Ah, <laughs> it's a perfect stop anyway. Um, the Corythan cycle. Okay. A Corythan cycle? I don't know. Yeah. Um, Jen, what is it? I think Corythan. Corythan, okay. probably, yeah. It doesn't really matter. I think Corythan. it's Corythan. I would say you pronounce it anyway. You you pronounce you pronounce most of these yeah. words better than people who've read yeah. the book ten times. So let's put it that way. Um, I'll start from the paragraph. Okay. Moraine had paused for him, but now her unchanging voice cut him off, soft and relentless. The Corythian cycle, the prophecies of the dragon, says that the dragon will be reborn on the slopes of Dragon Mount, where he died during the breaking of the world. Yatara Sadai had the foretelling sometime. She was old, her hair as white as the snow outside. But when she had the foretelling, it was strong. The morning light through the windows was strengthening as I handed her a cup of tea. The Armalin seat asked me what news there was from the field of battle. And Gatara Sadai started up out of her chair, her arms and legs rigid, trembling, her face as if she looked into the pit of doom at Shialgul. And she cried out, He is born again. I feel him. The dragon takes his first breath on the slope of Dragonmouth. He is coming. He is coming. Light, help us. Light, help the world. He lies in the snow and cries like the thunder. He burns like the sun. And she fell forward into my arms, dead. Slope the mountain, heard a baby cry. Gave birth there alone before she died. Child blew with the cold. Rand tried to force Tam's voice away. The void grew smaller. Beaver, Jim. He gasped. I couldn't leave a child. I was born of the two rivers. Always knew you wanted children, Carrie. He pulled his eyes away from the Amelin's gaze. He tried to force the void to hold. He knew that was not the way, but it was collapsing in him. Yes, lass. Rand is a good name. I am Rand. 
A Thor! His legs trembled. And so we knew the dragon was reborn. Oh, sorry. Morian went on. <laughs> I got really into first of all your reading of the guitar was so yeah, good. and then yeah. Tom doing his Randall, Randall Thor part just accent. like you know I was getting a little emotional there um, go ahead you want to pick it up from that line okay. <laughs> and so we knew the dragon was reborn Moraine went on the Armelin swore us to secrecy we too for she knew not all sisters would see the rebirth as it must be seen she set us to searching there were many fatherless children after that battle too many but we found a story that one man had found an infant on the mountain. That was all. A man and an infant boy. So we searched on. For years we searched. Finding other clues. Pouring over the prophecies. He would be one of the ancient blood and raised by the old blood. That was one. There were others. But there are many places where the old blood, descended from the age of legends, remained strong. Then in two rivers, where the old blood of Manatherans seethed still like a river in blood in Edmondsfield. I found three boys whose name days were within weeks of the Battle of Dragon Mountain, and one of them can channel. Did you think Trollocs came after you because you are a Tavaran? You are the Dragon Reborn. Rand's knees gave way. He dropped to his squat, hand-slapping the rug to catch himself from falling on his face. The void was gone. The stillness shattered. He raised his head, and they were looking at him, the three eyes to die. Their faces were serene, smooth as unruffled ponds. Their eyes did not blink. My father is Tamal Thor. I was born. They stared at him unmoving. They're lying. I am not what they say. Somehow they're lying, trying to use me. I will not be used by you. An anchor is not demeaned by being used to hold a boat. The Armalin said. You were made for a purpose, Randall Thor. When the winds of Tarman Gaidon scour the earth, he will face the shadow and bring forth light again in the world. The prophecies must be fulfilled or the Dark One will break free and remake the world in his image. The last battle is coming, and you were born to unite mankind and lead them against the Dark One. Balsamon is dead, Rand said hoarsely, and the omelette snorted like a stable hand. If you believe that, you are as much a fool as the Domani. Many there believe he is dead, or say they do, but I notice they still won't risk naming him. The Dark One lives, and he is breaking free. You will face the Dark One. It is your destiny. It is your destiny. He had heard that before, in a dream that had maybe not been entirely a dream. He wondered what the Amala would say if she knew Balzaman had spoke to him in dreams. That's done with. Balzaman is dead. I saw him die. Suddenly it came to him that he was crouching like a toad, huddling under their eyes. He tried to form the void again, but voices whirled through his head, sweeping away every effort. It is your destiny. Babe lying in the snow. You are the dragon born. Balzaman is dead. Rand is a good name, Harry. I will not be used. Drawing on his own native stubbornness, he forced himself back upright. Face it on your feet. You can keep your pride at least. The three I said I watched with no expression. What? With an effort, he steadied his voice. What are you going to do with me? Nothing. The armament said, and he blinked. It was not the answer he'd expected, the one he had feared. You say you want to accompany your friend with Ingtar, and you may. I have not marked you out in any way. Some of the sisters may know you are Taviran, but no more. Only we three know who you truly are. Your friend Perrin will be brought to me, as you were, and I will visit your other friend in the infirmary. You may go as you will, without fear that we will set the Red Sisters on you. Who you truly are. Anger flared up in him, hot and corrosive. He forced it to stay inside, hidden. Why? The prophecies must be fulfilled. 
we let you walk free, knowing what you are, because otherwise the world we know will die, and the Dark One will cover the earth with fire and death. Mark me, not all Aes Sedai feel the same. There are some here in Faldara who would strike you down if they knew a tenth of what you are, and feel no more remorse than for gutting a fish. But then there are men who've no doubt laughed with you who would do the same if they knew. Have a care, Randall Thor, Dragon Reborn. He looked at each of them in turn. Your prophecies are no part of me. They returned his gaze so calmly it was hard to believe they were trying to convince him he was the most hated, most feared man in the history of the world. He had gone right through fear and come out the other side, in some place cold. Anger was all that kept him warm. They could gentle him, or burn him to a crisp where he stood and he no longer cared. As part of Land's instructions came back to him, left hand on hilt, he twisted the sword behind him, catching the scabbard in his right, then bowed, arms straight. By your leave, mother, may I depart this place? I give you leave to go, my son. Straightening, he stood there a moment longer. I will not be used, he told them. There was a long silence as he turned and left. And scene. Nice. Oh. oh, that was good. That was good. Sarah, your your foretelling recap. It really was. Like, oh, gosh. Chills. oh my god. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> I, I was just thinking of the music I'm gonna put behind it too, like putting some <laughs> like, swelling dramatic music in there. Oh, that was good. That was good. Uh, yeah, literally literally she's saying that and like it's awesome. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to do better in the second half of this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was good, though. Cold yeah. reading. Excellent job. Well done, everybody. Yeah. Any final thoughts anyone wanted to add to that scene? No. Some of those words are tough. <laughs> uh, hope everybody listening enjoyed it, and let us know. Yeah. I can't think of anything else to say. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening, and you'll hear us next time. <laughs>